Hello and welcome to this installment of CSO Executive Sessions Australia. I'm Ed Kennedy, the editor of CSO Australia, and I'm very pleased to be joined today by Daniela Fernandez, Head of Information Security for PayPal Australia. Daniela, welcome. Hi, Ed. Thank you for having me today. It's a pleasure to be here. To start, can you tell us a little about your role? Sure, my role as the head of information security at PayPal Australia is to manage cybersecurity risks, make sure that PayPal Australia's information assets are, have adequate controls in place, and also ensure that our enterprise technology and information security strategy considers applicable local regulatory requirements. What can you share with us about your organization's current cybersecurity goals? The security of our customers, whether consumers or merchants, is our priority, um, and security is a key part of our brand. We are currently the most trusted brand for non-bank financial services in Australia, which demonstrates our commitment to our customers and employees' information uh, assets. So we all know that in the cybersecurity threat landscape is changing and it's evolving constantly, So, which means that we should implement a multi-layer approach to keep the information that matters safe. Um, if we assume that we all be breached at some point, then we need to make sure that we know how to respond and have processes in place to be able to protect those assets and to be able to bounce back when an event happens. And I think sometimes it's not so much about how secure your organization is compared to others, but how well prepared you are to respond to a cyber attack. And at PayPal, we focus as well on customer experience and put a lot of effort on making security a seamless experience as much as possible. 2023 is of course set to be a momentous year for cybersecurity in Australia. Not only have new laws recently been introduced surrounding cyber fines and compliance, but more reform has also been flagged as spurred on by numerous high-profile incidents of 2022. In looking back at the last year, and a 12 months that had some of the most eventful occurrences in all of Australia's cybersecurity history, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, well, as a global organization, we have been seeing cyber attacks like the ones that occurred last year in Australia and other instances. And in the past, a lot of financial organizations have invested in putting security controls in place and improve their security posture. And it's a sector that is heavily regulated. But as we have witnessed, bad actors are not only targeting financial institutions and a lot of the incidents last year were a clear example of that. I wish that it didn't take crisis to accelerate cybersecurity programs, but some organizations don't seem to consider it a priority until something bad happens and they are impacted. How do you see 2023 shaping up for cybersecurity? I see more collaboration happening across industry and governments. It is clear that we won't be able to combat cybercrime and defend from cyber attacks by working in isolation. Also, with our business environment increasingly relying on digital technologies and third-party relationships. A weakness in one of our suppliers could pose a risk to our organization, and this is why it's so important 
to maximize the value of their relationships that we have with third parties through you know, constant communication, trust, and knowledge sharing. And although I don't think that there's a single solution to make us immune to cyber attacks or data breaches, I believe that most um, organizations will continue adopting a set of comprehensive capabilities that can help prevent and respond adequately to cyber attacks. And these capabilities should be scalable. They should incorporate multiple layers of security. They should allow us to segregate environments so that an attack doesn't propagate through, through the internal environment. And these capabilities should take advantage of artificial intelligence and automation so that we can proactively identify cyber threats and and, and protect faster from an attack. And I also think that API security and addressing issues with password as an authentication method, third-party supply chain attacks, and data exfiltration will continue to be something of discussion with boards. We, we will continue to see increased number of cyber attacks, some sophisticated, uh, but most of them are still using relatively simple tools uh, such as social engineering, for example. And we will see more changes in regulations as we continue to focus on privacy and data management as well. It's appreciated, Daniela, that PayPal is, of course, a global organization one in which it's understood there are hundreds of employees located in Australia and tens of thousands around the world. When it comes to serving as Head of Information Security in Australia for PayPal, what particular challenges have you experienced in terms of being part of a global organisation? Yeah, Ed, I think uh, working across multiple time zones can be challenging, especially when trying to coordinate people in more than three continents and be fair with everyone. Also, operating globally means that the organization needs to comply with different regulations. It is not only Australia that is changing uh, privacy regulations or launching new cybersecurity strategy, but other jurisdictions are also going through similar process. So making sure that uh, PayPal adapts to those changes efficiently without disrupting the business can be challenging sometimes. Shaping the message to global leaders to continue outlining the significance of some of the events happening locally with appropriate context is key for my role to be able to obtain the right outcome. And I think it is also important to call out that being part of a global organizations have some advantages like being able to collaborate with other people across functions, exposure to diverse uh, backgrounds and perspectives, learning from colleagues that have gone through similar projects in other countries. And it also gives us the opportunity to leverage a large network with more than 400 million users and over 30 million merchants to inform our predictive risk algorithms and help us detect and address online crime adequately. The skill shortage in Australian cybersecurity is commonly discussed. How can creating a more diverse workforce in this field help solve the crisis? Yes, I definitely think that um, with our increased reliance on technology, complex cyber threats and more frequent attacks, we need to effectively attract a broader and more diverse pool of talent. And 
it is true that technical skills play an important part in cybersecurity, but just focusing on recruiting the best technical professional won't make the organization more secure. So we need to look at beyond the traditional InfoSec certifications for other skill sets and qualifications. A lot of my fellow professionals come from a background in law, marketing, journalism, psychology, project management, and yeah, education and more. So we need to attract also talent from underrepresented groups. And I'm not just talking about women, but candidates, for example, with a physical disability, um, neurodivergent, different demographics, different age. And as most of us have already experienced, diverse teams make better decisions uh, than non-diverse teams because homogeneous teams lack of diversity of thought. And diversity brings different perspectives to the table that can help the organization rethink decisions, understand attack techniques and motivations. So having a diverse workforce can help you expand your business as well and deliver more secure products to markets. But organizations need to be serious about embracing diversity to be able to really achieve an inclusive workplace. As a follow-on from the last question, what else could be done to bring more talent into cybersecurity? Yeah, so I think there are still misperceptions that a career in cybersecurity is only for young men. We must do better at promoting cybersecurity as a professional career. It is a very rewarding career and it opens up a lot of options for you. So it's not a secret that cybersecurity professionals are in high demand, which comes with an attractive compensation in most cases. And, and it's more to that. Cybersecurity offers continued professional growth and with the rapid change in the threat landscape, which we have discussed already, it also offers the opportunity to learn almost every day. And in today's era where kids start using technology at that young age, and we spent a large amount of time using digital devices that are connected to the internet, it is important that we start educating children on the fundamentals of not only cybersecurity, but also privacy and e-safety. And, um, at the same time that we upskill educators in a school so they can confidently teach secure behaviors to their students. We've now had a few questions regarding the challenges surrounding cybersecurity in Australia. Now let me ask you about the positives. What pleases you most about the state of cybersecurity in Australia right now? I think the fact that the government has set as target for Australia to be the world's most cyber secure country by 2030 is exciting. Ambitious goal, yes, possible, I think so, but it will require a village. It cannot be let alone for something the government and large organizations address. It will take each one of us to participate to achieve that goal. We have momentum. The times where we had to put considerable effort to raise awareness and convince senior management and boards on the importance of cybersecurity are gone. So those times are gone. So this is the opportunity for cybersecurity practitioners to work together, uh, to work with other parts of the business and to collaborate with other industries 
to enhance their cybersecurity posture and also to increase cyber resilience. What insights would you share specifically with cybersecurity professionals keen to learn more from another professional in their field? Um, do not underestimate the human factor when it comes to strengthening the cybersecurity in your organization and retaining the right talent. On one side, we know that most data breaches included a human element and attacks have been successful due to social engineering techniques, for example, or human error. So although it's common to say that people are the weakest link when it comes to cybersecurity, we can also be the strongest first line of defense when, when we are well informed and when we care. So we should make sure that as much as possible, uh, as we invest in technology and processes, that we also um, invest in people to have in-depth security and helping employees understand why their actions matter and the importance of playing a role in keeping the organization secure is essential. And in the same topic of human factor, remember that, that we want to attract and retain talent. And it is hard when there's no proper resourcing or planning in place to avoid overworked employees, uh, high levels of anxiety and stress. So if you haven't already, please make sure that you take into account the psychological and social impact that a successful attack has seen your employees and customers when an incident happens and make that as part of your strategy to provide support to employees and customers. And last but not least, as we say in Colombia, no dejes para mañana lo que puedes hacer hoy. So, which means don't leave for tomorrow what you can do today. If you can take steps to protect your organization, to protect your systems now, don't wait until an incident happens and take action now. And with that last question, that brings us to the end of this conversation. Thank you to those in our audience and Daniela, a special thanks to you for taking part in this chat today. Thank you for having me today. It was a pleasure. Just as this has been a great conversation here, please keep an eye out soon for another installment of CSO Executive Sessions Australia.